Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five, part three of the Live Race Free podcast. Okay, we are now at the last, uh, final, the third and final part of episode five, which is uh, the top issues facing the Black community and what you can do about it within your own home. And before I get started and talk about these last two issues, um, I wanted to let you know that I, you know, I keep on talking about like hearing your feedback and um, pretty much the only way to do that has been so far through Facebook. But now I have discovered, I have learned that um, Anchor has a really easy way to send, to connect um, us, you and me personally, um, through voice messages. So it is super, super easy. There is a link in the show notes. So whether you're listening um, on your mobile or on desktop, open up the show notes and click the link to leave a message. And you literally can just leave a voice message about your thoughts, your feedback, what you think. You can do it on the fly. You do not have to sit down and type anything out. And I can hear your feedback and I will listen to that. And I can, you know, if you share something that I think is super valuable to other listeners, I'm going to put that in the, in the podcast. If you want to say, you know, this is just between you and me, I'll totally keep it out respect your privacy. But um, it is super easy to do. All you have to do is um, is click that link, follow the prompts, um, and, um, and then leave me a voice message and I can go in and listen to it. So I'm super excited about that. Please leave me a message. Um, I think it just would be fantastic to open up this dialogue in, um, in a you know, a two, two directional way. So, um, go ahead and do that. Look at the show notes and click the link for sending a voice message. Simply, pr- um, follow the, follow the prompts, uh, till you get to start recording and voila. Very, very exciting. Okay. So we have kind of gone around and talked about, um, the, some top issues facing black America. Now this is, um, as I'd said before, um, sort of an adaptation or kind of using Tlaib Stark's um, five top issues um, as a as a, a, a framework. Um, but I'm going to give you a quick review of what those have been. Um, the one was victim mentality, which he calls victimology. Um, and um, another was urban terrorism, which speaks to the high homicide rates Um and other things like incarceration rates, vulnerable school zones, et cetera. Um, uniformity of thought, which he calls it a lack of diversity within the Black community in terms of thoughts and ideas, which you've heard me talk about before as well. Um, you know, you've, you know, you've heard like the cute kind of like phrases that is very common in, in um, certain circles, you know, like, oh, don't work too hard or, you know, vote blue no matter who. And these kind of like, They've kind of become these cultural colloquialisms um, for unifying or, you know, creating this uniformity of thought, which um, I think is supposed to be unifying and empowering, but it actually has the opposite effect because we don't challenge each other's thoughts. Um, and then the two that we hadn't discussed so far, this is, these are the last two they're bringing for episode, I mean, episode five, part three, are um, um, out, of, out of wedlock big births. Um, so lots of people getting together very short term and having babies and then not staying together, not getting married and, um, not raising those children together. Um, I'm sure you might've seen that viral video of the woman, 
um, I can't remember what state she was in anymore, who I think she was in like a hotel room and had like 11 to 14 kids. And she was on the news very animatedly saying, someone's got to take care of all these kids. (laughs) Like 100% not taking a lick of ownership for her role in bringing these kids to the world. And I don't know where, you know, like, where do you get the idea that somebody somebody else's responsibility to take care of your own children, you know? But, I mean, she was totally convinced. And apparently she did get support and somebody reached out and, like, uh, you know, helped her. There's a a fuller story on that. I should have been more prepared. But um, anyhow, that is obviously something that um, has kind of taken on an entire sector of the Black community. And, you know, truth be told, that is not a representation of all of the Black community, but it definitely is a stereotype. And it definitely is, uh, it definitely is representative of a portion of the Black community. So if anyone knows the statistics on that, that would be very interesting to know, like, what percentage of the Black community, which is, you know, only 13% in the United States, um, what percentage is... um, specifically um, out of wedlock births or single moms. Um, And then the final one would be blind allegiance to progressive ideas. Now, I kind of appreciate, I kind of like that Tlaib Sarks used that as um, one of the top issues. Um, I mean, truth be told, it kind of falls under uniformity of thought because it's that same idea, blind allegiance to progressive ideas. Um, you know, of course, he was making the point that racism is not one of the top five issues holding the black community back, um, which I do appreciate that point because I think we kind of overuse uh, racism. Um, I think it is definitely it's kind of something that that who wants to admit that they're a racist? You know, like anyone that comes out publicly saying that they're racist or has racist ties is like immediately denounced. You know, anytime actual racism takes place, people want to distance themselves from those people. Um, Blatant racism, white on black racism is very, very rare. Okay. And so we need to kind of admit that and embrace that and recognize that the main issues holding our community back are really not inflicted by other um, by, by, they are not mainly inflicted by non-whites. Um, blind allegiance to progressive ideas, however, would definitely, um, be something that, uh, that, uh, an area, uh, blind, okay. Blind allegiance to progressive ideas is definitely something that, that kind of undergirds and upholds that, that concept, that racism, that racism plays a big role in, um, in holding blacks back from, um, progressing and really experiencing freedom in the United States. Um, other ideas like, you know, the progressive ideas that kind of, I think that, um, that fall under this category would be like, um, you know, even though there has not been great, um, a great results with, um, the, in the education system, people are still kind of generally against school choice, even though school choice generally gives you better results with the, with the students, um, charter schools and schools that are not necessarily associated with the, um, free, uh, public system generally have better results. And, um, why wouldn't, why wouldn't a parent want to send their kids to a school that gets them better results? Um, or, you know, of course, in my case, better yet homeschool if you can, um, which that whole thing comes to, um, paying off debt. So, 
that's a, a subject for another day. I really do think that, um, you know, if people, people kind of slowed down, which coronavirus, this quarantine time is a fantastic time to slow down and think about things. Um, you know, if you're in, the, if you're, you have a teaching role or you're part of a role of a, a on staff of a school, you know, things are moving at a pretty quick pace. I understand that there's, you know, the, the workload for teachers has definitely, teachers and principals has definitely increased in this time. So, you know, keep trucking along teachers. I really, I, I, you know, my heart goes out to you and hold out, you know, for hopefully you have a spring break week coming up here, um, where you can kind of slow down, um, and take a little break. But, um, all that to say, like when you get a moment to sit and think about um, what you actually want your family to look like, what you actually want your family culture to be, um, you know, in kind of evaluating like life as we knew it before the quarantine, you know, with the all of the, you know, the goings here and the goings there and these appointments and these sports and these, um, you know, all of the the busyness that we kind of wrapped ourselves in, um, you know, now that that's sort of stripped away and you're really just looking at and doing the basics, um, you know, I hope that people are experiencing a certain richness and seeing that even in the midst of like change is hard, you know, so there's definitely difficulty associated with um, this quarantine experience, but I'm hoping that in the stiller, the still and quieter moments that people, that you're in your family, that you are experiencing um, a sweetness and maybe enjoying a little bit more closeness and, you know, actual physical, literal time in front of each other's faces. Um, I hope that you're experiencing richness and maybe even developing a more clear dream of what you want your family to look like. That has to be defined. It is not something that um, that has to be one way or another because society dictates it. Um, we have agency. We have the freedom to choose things. Um, and a lot of that, a lot of that really becomes pivotal around your financial financial situation. Um, and, um, I don't know if I've ever shared that, um, my husband and I have gone through financial peace university through the Dave Ramsey organization a few years ago. We paid off over six figures in debt and, um, including our house and are completely debt free by God's grace. It was quite a journey. And, um, but I will tell you that going through that experience completely reformed my brain associated with what choices I had in the marketplace. And I had no idea that it really actually impacted my sense of our sense, but my sense of agency and power in decision-making in the marketplace. Uh, things that were formerly status symbols, things that I had to buy in order to make myself feel like I have, you know, arrived or have a certain amount of success or, um, you know, things that I thought I deserved because I wanted to kind of prove to myself a sense of accomplishment. I realized that those things were all feelings. Those feelings were all results of very effective marketing. But when you're out of debt, and you don't owe anybody anything, and you're not paying every month for a car or furniture or anything, um, you know, except for the bills, uh, 
those things really lose their luster. And you kind of make a more free decision as to what you actually want. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that that is definitely one of the key factors in allowing people to, that, that really allowed me to experience freedom on a whole new level. Um, it also gave me freedom at work. Um, so meaning I did not feel like I had to compromise my values in order to keep a boss happy. Um, I could choose work that reflected my values so that I could maintain my own integrity at work because all of a sudden that paycheck was working for me and my family and our goals versus me working for that paycheck at the compromise of our fa- my family and our goals and our, and our, and our integrity. Um, it's a different level of freedom and I, and it's accessible to anyone because when it comes to debt, we sign that on ourselves. Um, and going through financial peace university really helped to kind of reshape and reformulate my entire, both of our entire thinking about finances, about family goals and desires and dreams, and about what retirement, what we wanted retirement to look like. So, um, I think uniformity of thought, breaking free of these assumptions of what life is supposed to look like or what success is supposed to look like. Um, you know, don't just go buy the Mercedes because it's a Mercedes and you want to, um, you know, express a certain uh, level of, of accomplishment, especially if it comes with payments. <laughs> um, you know, things like that. They just become you know, you can become untethered from them. It's wonderful. So anyway, um, that is, um, that was my effort at trying to describe another, um, tool and, uh, to use to kind of create that freedom for your own family. So something you can do from home, um, pay off debt, get out of debt in a systematic way that you know that you're not going to go back into debt. And the Financial Peace University um, method is very effective. It's very intense, but it's very effective. And um, and if you and if the, the two of you are on the same page, um, it's extremely powerful. Um, if you're doing it on your own and you have a very reliable accountability partner, um, you'll be unstoppable. So I definitely highly recommend um, paying off debt. I think that's also something that really breaks you free of the uniformity of thought, um, because you take more responsibility for your own, um, decisions, financial decisions, the big ones, but then also the little ones, like, you know, I mean, someone inviting you out to dinner, not very relevant right now during quarantine, but for example, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to say no when you know, like, oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, bust the budget right now. Um, it just gives you a sense of freedom and um, more control, which is wonderful. Um, blind allegiance to progressive ideas. Um, we talked about school choice. Um, a lot of times, um, there one of the big ones is anti-American values. Um, you know, obviously, Colin Kaepernick kind of started the whole um, movement of um, with the knee, with taking the knee. And the problem with that is. Um, our early, our, our, if you look back at, at our, um, history, uh, and the story of emancipation, um, especially reading like Frederick Douglass, he was a patriot. He was a patriot. He did believe in America because he went back and read the documents and the documents talked about his freedom 
They talked about his freedom as a human being in this nation. And um, some of the early, um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, uh, you know, oh, it was Abraham Lincoln, of course. Um, the quote about uh, um, finally finally overturning those two relics of, uh, of uh, you know, abolition and, um, I mean, of relics, slavery and um, polygamy. Sorry, I just completely was like drawing a blank there. But um, patriots, people who believed in America, people who believed in freedom, those were the people that fought for abolition. So to kind of go on the bandwagon of being anti-American, um, yeah, and I know that there are, you know, there's it's definitely worth talking about and it's worth definitely worth discussing and um, this is probably one of those good ones to have like a dialogue about. I mean, they all are great topics to have dialogues about, but, um, um, kind of assuming that because we, because slavery existed, that, um, that we must be anti-American, it must be anti-American. We must be anti-American to, to really uh, embrace freedom. It, it just does not really hold up. It's, it's not factually based. Um, so how about we, so talking about that in your family, these, these issues, I mean, this history is so important to talk about, um, around the dinner table, like to be, have like these discussions about what the value of human life really means, um, what the founding documents really talked about. Like, I know it's, I mean, it might sound completely dry, but this is a great time to talk about it. And these are literally directly relevant to our attitude toward, um, toward making a living and, um, building friendships and building trust and having a work ethic. All of these things are literally directly related to those things that affect us every day. So they're worth talking about. Um, that is it for today. That is that, that covers, Oh, I didn't really, I guess I didn't really go into a lot about the out of wedlock babies, but, um, oh, okay. So here are the, here are the two ideas surrounding that. So the problem with that is lack of responsibility from fathers. So how do you combat that from your own home? Teaching your kids, your sons, especially from a young age, the nobility and power of fatherhood. Um, you know, of course, this is easiest when dad is in the home. Um, and because, you know, you can see that, exemplify that, and um, you can build that family culture of, of showing how important that is. Um, you know, when dad is not in the home, you know, getting around other um, men that people that you respect, um, you know, that, that espouse those same values. Like that's really, really important having those mentorship relationships and, um, you know, definitely doing them online nowadays if you can. Um, abortion, um, abortion runs rampant, especially in the poor neighborhoods and, um, you know, talking about, um, abortion as empowerment to women, um, is not exactly, genuine. And I know that's a, that's a giant, giant topic. I opened a big can of worms there. Um, but you know, if you're thinking that it's important to protect the rights of a woman to control her own body, um, let's talk about the big picture. When is it important for a woman to control her own body? When is it important for a man to control his own body? Because if we talk about that from home, we might not even need to talk about abortion. It might not even be an issue. 
But if as long as we keep on looking at sex as a right of expression or a demonstration of the level of freedom someone has in the economy and um, socially, uh, we actually degrade humanity because we're kind of looking at it as some sort of, uh, you know, evolutionary kind of like, you know, we are subject to our own, uh, you know, base desires. Um, we have more control than that, people. And we should be teaching that from our, in our homes from our children, to our children from a young age. Self-control. Um, I mean, self-control is going, is the backbone, it's going to be the backbone of your economy from a larger perspective. From a very, very young perspective, um, you know, clean up your room, pick up those toys, put them away, um, say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, and um, sit still and time out. These are all self-control things that speak into the whole discussion about sex and abortion as, you know, in the long run. But self-control begins from home. Um, so anyway, now I want to hear from you guys. Send me a message. Let's have a discussion. Hardly wait to have these conversations. This is a safe place to talk about it. I live race free. Um, so let's do it. Uh, look for the link in the show notes. Thanks so much and have a great day.